Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Sasha Banks and Naomi leave Raw in the middle of Raw. Ric Flair decides he's going to have another retirement match. Stephanie McMahon, breaking news. Stephanie McMahon is taking a leave of absence from WWE. WWE. AEW is leading towards their double or nothing show. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Them chicks dipped. <laughs> Fuck this shit, Vince. We out. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I am Bill Vega, your host, a.k.a. Okay, so I watched two Godfathers this week. So I have three AKAs because I haven't been able to get a hold of Bo. All right? They're okay. all Godfather related. Okay. A.k.a. Marlon Hando. <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> Diane Heaton. <laughs> Hold on. Here's, here's, <laughs> follow me on this one. A.K.A. Al Pacino. <laughs> it's like, I, I want to have Al Pacino and Al Snow. Right. And then I want to say, instead of it, like, I want the movie poster for Heat, but it just says head instead. <laughs> God damn it. I want that so bad. <laughs> it's sitting to my left. <laughs> I just killed him. Yeah, right. We have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? So is De Niro holding head in this poster? So I mean, because I, I wanted. I'm I had to take visual. a look at. I had to take a look at the poster. I don't know. Ro- Val Kilmer is Road Dog. <laughs> oh, we offload on running foot to this day, boy. On that glove, we know crowd up need to ask the congregation about our heads. As I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside Podcast, Volume 257, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the good spark says, Hashtag Boo the Heels, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the Holy Trinity of BFR. Three from the Magic, 260. Five years, baby. Five fucking years. Wrap your head around that shit. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beer. Zach Pullman, what's going on, Two Beer? BFR West in the house. Oh, man, it's... It's so amazing to uh, be celebrating those five years. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm walking in the rain right now because I'm just walking from the pub because uh, I've been day drinking. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, it's a beautiful day, but it's rainy, and I'm fine with that. Like, uh, we need the rain out here at Chevy Northwest. Like, uh, fight those wildfires is that it... might be happening in the summer. Oh, man, yeah. That is – that. I'll totally forget about that shit. Now, hold on a second. Is it is it our five-year anniversary, or you're saying 260 is going to be our five-year anniversary? 260. Our five-year anniversary was like two weeks ago because on my Facebook, uh, we had our first episode like two weeks ago on my Facebook. Oh, wow. At, at Chuck City, yeah. So, but you're Number saying wise, two, 260 will be five years of 52 episodes. episodes. Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> Wrap your head around that shit. We are coming at you from stormy St. Charles, Missouri, man. That swept in. There was no rain on the radar or no rain on the forecast. No, and then it just. I won't say that. When I went to work this afternoon around 1130, it started to get dark. And I looked outside. I'm like, ooh, this shit's starting to get a little uh, I tell you suspect. what, <laughs> Aaron's been gone since 3 o'clock. So it's been me and the baby. 
I made dinner for me and the baby. I made some fish and some veggies. You know, she's getting into solid foods and stuff in between her formula. And I sat her down, and we were watching the best of the Super Juniors, and she was sitting in her high chair, and she was just gnawing down. And she has oranges, and she's just a fucking mess. You know, and I'm looking at her, and then the tornado sirens go off, and I'm like... I'm not getting this baby out of this high chair to go downstairs. <laughs> like we're gonna ride this, we're riding this motherfucker out. Like that is some classic Midwest shit. Like, you say, yeah, eh, this ain't no real. Deal. Me and Reba like walk on the porch. I'm like, I don't see a tornado. <laughs> Nobody can be did, here in thirty seconds. Like, I'm gonna pull out my camera until this right. thing actually is gonna tear down my that's, house. Yeah, that's going a couple blocks over. I'm we're good. I'm good. I'm not cleaning up this baby and taking right? her downstairs. <laughs> Fuck that, that. That's the ultimate thing. That's what you should be. A Ashamed as a father, clean that baby up and take my niece downstairs. I would have been yeah. ashamed if that we would have died. In her face all jacked only up. taken down the non-God fearing people. It's only taken out the heathens. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're good. Oh shit! No wonder it was you the just, tornado just, warning downtown uh, St. Louis City. Shit! I was looking outside like, oh, this might be a little ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Heathen shit. <laughs> I was say, I'm surprised it didn't take out the block. But man, it, it, you're a good Duchenne boy. And, I am. Uh, yeah, so you're you're protected. There's an archangel over your home right now. Saint Philip, Saint Philippine Duchenne, pray for us. <laughs> That's what we say. Used to say before every game. Uh, so Jesus Christ, there, 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 Jesus Christ, Lord. <laughs> there is a. It was a newsworthy week of wrestling, not necessarily in ring, but there's a lot of out of ring stuff that we're going to clown on. In ring uh, was kind of stagnant. You know, AEW had a good show. Outside uh, of Dynamite, it was stagnant. But yeah. Okay, so we'll get into it. Let's get yeah, to that three count. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. Let's start with something that's out of ring. One of the biggest stories of the week happened on Monday night. I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and I'm, well, I wasn't really watching it per se. I was watching Stardom, and I had raw in the background but anyway another story for another time but i happen to hear that Corey graves says that sasha and naomi have left the building this is after they announced the six-pack challenge with naomi and sasha being in said six-pack challenge with dewdrop aka piper niven uh nikki ash and then obviously oscar and becky lynch rounding out the six-pack challenge now how do we get there? It's been multiple stories that I've seen online. Um, Bruce Pritchard saying apparently racist comments as in this is why these people shouldn't have the titles. Um, Bruce Pritchard racist? Uh. Yeah, I know. It's a stretch. Um I've heard that he's Creed, an actual he he's a brother, <laughs> yeah, a brother of love, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, I've heard that Sasha had problems with how the finish was going to happen. One finish had Naomi beating Sasha, which doesn't make sense. I agree with Sasha on that. If that was a beef, the other finish that I saw was having Nikki Ash winning the six pack challenge, which feels like something WWE would do because it's out of the queer blue. It doesn't even make sense. Ultimately, I guess what we're going with is our takes on this. My personal take is I don't have a problem with Sasha, you know, standing up for herself. If that is the case where she would have to take, especially if she had to take the loss to Naomi, that doesn't even make goddamn sense. How are you going to have the tag team champs 
in a six-pack challenge and then have one tag team champ pin the other tag team champ. You might as well just break them up at that point. I mean, how can you move along with having tag team champions in that kind of a turmoil? It's at this point of the podcast that I want to reiterate that we are not journalists. <laughs> we are podcasters. This is all speculation, totally. all shit that we've we've heard the same as you. You're just tuning in for, I mean, Zach's cum jokes probably, but go probably, ahead, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess my problem with this is, the timing of it, if you're going to say anything that's wrong, the timing of it is bad. Now, if you wanted to make a stand, draw the line in the sand, as Evolution's uh, interest music would say, then, yeah, this might be the time to do it. The timing was obviously bad. You left them in a bad spot. They fast forward to Sasha and Becky Lynch, which, in my opinion, should have just been the match to begin with. Oscar. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Oscar and Becky Lynch. That should have been the match, in my opinion, to begin with. I don't know why you're bringing other women in to fuck around and make this harder than what it is. Those are the two chicks that should be wrestling for the number one spot to wrestle Bianca Belair. There shouldn't even be an argument about anybody else. There is no one else on that Raw roster. Maybe if you bring somebody from SmackDown. Well, but there's nobody on that Raw roster outside of Oscar and Becky Lynch. The most recent thing I heard is that Naomi was going to pin Sasha and then Sasha was going to answer Ronda Rousey's Open challenge on SmackDown, and too. then they were both, both going, going to, to they were both going to job at the next pay per view, which is Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and then I heard you. that they weren't going to have a plan for them until Money in the Bank. bank. Okay, uh, Zach, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts is if uh, you are tag team champions and you are say uh, as Sasha and Amy going to face. Ronda Rousey in a handicap match or Becky Lynch in a handicap match and they're going to pin both of you. Yeah, that's something to fight about. If you are going to be elevated to the point where you're contending for singles titles uh, separately on a pay-per-view, um, I don't know what the beef is. Like, There's probably more to it. Uh, I would like to hear their side of it because I'm all for uh, employees standing up to their employers. Like, If they say that you can't jerk off on your 15-minute break, I mean, just tell me like what tells says that i can't do that i got 15 minutes off like it only takes me a few minutes to finish um i work from I home man that with it yeah exactly even, i don't even I, have to be on break this is where yeah, i wish i had like, video because like literally i'm listening to you and my head is down just shaking my head <laughs> this motherfucker chimes over here talking i'm about joking I, i'm joking i, I am I dedicated to our client 15 minutes but here's the thing basically um you know it is Interesting. I, I want to hear more about it. But if you guys are going to be the singles competitors to the singles champions, it's fine to job out to those champions singly. Now, we see WWE uh, job tag teams to singles competitors. We've seen that a lot of times. In handicap in matches. In like- handicap matches, yeah. Now, I would have a problem with that. But the tag team championships, especially the women's, even the men's, like, they don't mean anything. So if they're going to, like, I feel like if you're going to be putting them in spots to be the singles competitors, like, they're actually elevating you at that point. So I don't I don't know the beef. I Apparently, like, Sasha started unfollowing people on Saturday, so there might be something uh, more than what we've heard. Um, but it is uh, difficult to... 
uh, ascertain uh, the dynamics of this. Uh, but like I said, you know, I'm all for workers standing up for their rights, especially in a in a company where workers are not given their proper fair share of rights. Uh, but so far from what I've seen, uh, this is not that that point. Uh, but it is interesting from uh, a PR perspective that WWE decided to put out a mm-hmm. statement Get ahead and of say it. to so control their narrative, so to speak. <laughs> so I, this is still intriguing. We're not we're not at a point where we can ascertain or say much of anything except that it is incredibly intriguing and I, I am anxious to hear more. Yeah, we'll we'll hear the whole story someday. Or yeah. I mean, as as soon as somebody gets on a podcast with Cole Cabana or right. Stone Cold exactly. Steve Austin or yeah. something, yeah, we'll it, it, we're not gonna hear the story now. Like I said, this is all speculation. There's lots of different if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you've absorbed and heard probably every single take that can be taken on this. Mm-hmm. The one that I haven't heard is that, well, I mean, I've heard shades of it, but they're like, oh, you're not respecting us as tag team champs. It's like, that's the one I've heard too. What company have you been working for? Yeah, they don't respect tag team champs. And the women's tag haven't, team haven't is, like, years. is only like three years old. Or something like that, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I was going to say WrestleMania feels like when uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha became champs. But go ahead. That's not really the point. The point is is that uh, they didn't like creative. Something else happened, obviously. There was something. I don't know if it was racial. I know that those two women, as two black women, probably absorb a lot more uh, vitriol if you've ever been on wrestling Twitter, and I know Ooh. that I've been harping on this for a, I, I know I harp on wrestling Twitter a lot, but if you've ever been on wrestling Twitter, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of accounts with no faces and lots of numbers in their, in their handles that say some pretty terrible shit on Twitter. So I respect these two workers, these two employees who are basically independent contractors. I don't want to hear anything about unprofessionalism when you talk about Vince McMahon like I just don't <laughs> yeah I just don't want to hear it like it doesn't mean anything to me this Preach. reminds me Preach. this reminds me of when and Zach I'm, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to uh, leave you out of this conversation but this reminds me of long ago when Terrell Owens sat out for the Eagles and Drew Rosenhaus was his agent and he was like, I'm sitting out for more money. And everybody took the owner's side. And the thing was is that Terrell Owens, if his knee got busted in week four of the NFL season, the Eagles could just drop him. And he would only make the money that was guaranteed to him. So the guy was asking for more guaranteed money as a guy who brings in a bunch of money. You could make arguments that uh, – that these very highly compensated professional athletes still don't make enough money considering how much money they bring in for so many people. So when you're talking about oh, talent, hundred percent, I'm all and it's not only, it's not only wrestling, it's UFC, it's baseball, it's basketball. Oh yeah. Like everything, all of it. Yes. Like people talk about overpaid talent, but like that's just jealousy. And like, we, they bring in so much money. That is them 
bringing in the money. And they we, deserve more we, money. We've been conditioned by ESPN and by our boomer generation parents. I mean, maybe some of you people have Gen X parents. I don't. <laughs> but we've been conditioned by these people to take management's side because we're like, look at these babies. They're making millions of dollars, and they're still sitting out. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, but this guy's making billions of dollars. So that being said, I just want to be I want to be known that uh, I, I take the side of the workers. All that said, I am. This doesn't. I'm a full blown communist. I'm always beside the workers. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a terrible. This doesn't sound like the straw that broke the camel's back, which makes it makes me think that there's a lot more of the story. The other thing that I'd like to say is that. Standing up to Vince McMahon is basically the best thing that you can do in the eyes of Vince McMahon if you are a talent like Sasha Banks, especially. Naomi, all respect to her. She is not the draw that Sasha Banks is. Sasha Banks draws money. Bottom line. You can tell when you can tell when you're at the event, you can see all the Sasha Banks shirts on the on the uh, tables that they're selling. You can see the Sasha Banks shirts that young girls are wearing as they walk around the venue. Shit, I'm a Sasha Banks fan. Yes, me too. Of course. I'm just saying she draws money. I would I would I would still watch it without Sasha Banks, but Sasha Banks draws money. Without question. So if if she stands up to Vince McMahon and she doesn't ultimately leave, then I mean, look at Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, uh, by his own admission on the Stone Cold podcast, said, I left, and it wasn't very professional the way that I left. Now look at Cody Rhodes. Now at the bottom of Raw last week, they have the countdown to Cody. So, I mean, and they paid him the big bucks. So, good on them. If that's if that's their way of grabbing the brass ring, then that's their way of grabbing the brass ring, Jason. Wow. Um it's a lot to un- unpack, and I'll just look at it from, I guess, Two Beers said something about tag team champions and singles matches being elevated. Normally, I would agree with that. But in this scenario, there's only one person of the tag team champions that needs to be elevated, and that's Naomi. Sasha Banks is basically there, okay? When we talk about the roster of... WWE main roster in no particular order Charlotte Becky Bailey Sasha Ronda Rousey everybody else Bianca's up there Bianca okay all right that's fair there's your six and then everybody else starts to fight for what's left from the table of scraps so let's not sit up here and and say that Sasha needed to have this match to be elevated. Naomi probably does, but Sasha doesn't. That's my only problem with that portion of the of what Tubir said. Outside of that, we're just going to fit. Like you said, a lot of this is speculation. We're going to see bits and pieces come out as time progresses. My knee jerk reaction is Sasha and Naomi didn't like the creative. And then for whatever reason, it changed again, and they still didn't like it. Figuring out we're not going to defend the tag team championships until Money in the Bank. That's, what's this, May, June, 
I think Money in the Bank is the in between, and then they have uh, it's a couple months off. Okay, you can't have two months off if you're going to elevate the tag team titles. And essentially, that's I think the crux of this. They're not in the mix for either title. They're the tag team champs. So let's elevate these titles. Not saying it's ever going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. It's okay? not going to happen. No, I get it. Also, they're a thrown-together tag team. Like them, Without question. Them fighting each other, it's not like it's the fucking Road Warriors fighting each like it's It doesn't it matter. Doesn't. If, if Naomi pins Sasha, that elevates Naomi. That's not their problem. Sasha does not mind. I, I guarantee have one, you. Then have Naomi in it and Sasha out of it. If that's what you want to do, you can drag What's somebody else from the back. the territory? You can drag... Liv Morgan, what the fuck is she doing? She's doing a Bullet Club WWE we'll get bullshit. We'll get okay, get your ass in this ring and take a pin. Versus the only having... thing. Go ahead. The only thing I'm worried. The only thing I would say I'd be worried about Sasha. Uh, WWE needs Sasha more than Sasha needs mm. WWE. Yet Naomi is not the same boat. Naomi ain't getting a big contract wherever she Supposedly goes. Supposedly, like, her contract is expiring. So maybe yep, so she feels I, like she has nothing to lose. Yeah. What I'm assuming is they offered her shit uh, in a contract, and she thinks she's worth more than more she than is. That. Yep. I can I can totally see that. She should be especially in the bloodline being, at this point. Yeah, especially being married to JSU. I imagine that she thinks that she is She should worth not be more. in the bloodline? Okay, you're over here like, oh, no. No, you kind of stole my point because I was like, if this is a work, and then they brought Naomi and Sasha into the bloodline. Now we're talking. Uh, it's not. Why don't people think about this? <laughs> no, everybody's should, thinking about this. People, you you know people are trying to figure out if this is a work or not. No, I'm saying why doesn't anybody in WWE figure out that this would be the coolest fucking thing they could do? Because they don't think like that. No, because well, I didn't think about it until after. Yeah, Vince is 76. Um Ultimately, I I mean, I like talking about it. It is interesting, and it does give us something to talk about. Ultimately, I think this is not that Much big of a deal. Much to do about nothing. I think, I think that they're both going to be back on TV sooner rather than later. Sasha will yeah. be. Naomi is the question. I bet so. I think, I think they both will just yeah. because of the, the Roman Reigns Jericho thing. I think... I think they'll appease them, however. I think they need to work this into a storyline. It would be a great storyline. You have, you would have them both go to the bloodline, but then Naomi turns on Sasha. Then you can have Sasha go back to being a babyface or whatever. You just, if, if that's you not the case, it, I want to see Naomi in the G1. <laughs> 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 About to say, split egg and moon sauce off the top. Um, like I said, for me, it's much to do about nothing. I don't think anything's going to come out of it. They would be foolish, they being WWE, would be foolish to release either or, if not both, because you know where the first place they're going to go. They're not They're not releasing them. No. So you're just going to no. have to figure it out. Right. So get in the room, sit in this fucking room, and hash this shit out because you're not leaving. I bet you're they're already there. I, I bet they're already there. No. No way. You don't think they're already there? No way. If they're talking about taking Sasha and Naomi off of live events until June or July, that's a response from, you know, oh, Sasha, you're unfollowing us? Well, we got something for you. We're just going to take you off the road. I'll tell you what. They froze her before, and they'll do it again. again. There was, I mean, I didn't watch Raw Live. 
I fell asleep, and I wasn't watching it anyway because there's no reason to. I <laughs> I didn't think that was going to get the laugh out of you. Um, but and You rolled your eyes when I said I was watching Stardom with uh, Raw in the background. No, I was just teasing. But when I read what happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to hop on wrestling Twitter today on a Tuesday, which is not <laughs> right? something I do. And oh, God. Man, people there were acting a fool. Okay, dude. dude. It's not even 24 are, hours later. The Sasha stands are maybe the strongest IWC section. Yeah, they're like Elon Musk fans. <laughs> say, don't fuck with our girl. Yeah. Dude, that's a great example because, like, dude, I have so many friends. There are people that I considered my friends, like, in the past that, like, act like Elon Musk is, like, for the people. Like... They're just like, buy Bitcoin. Elon Musk smokes wheat. He must be cool. Yeah, like, that's so much. Biggest, <laughs> biggest fucking idiots I've ever met. Oh, on There's Re- a bunch of idiots uh, that I don't like to smoke weed. <laughs> on Nod Wrestling Twitter, uh, some shit came out about him today, too. But we can we can talk about that off air. The other thing that I thought was funny was Zack Ryder being, Zack Ryder being like, you know, when Kane threw me off the side of the stage in the wheelchair... By the way, it feels like I was there for that. Was that in St. Louis? I was there for some Kane, Zack Ryder shenanigans. But anyway, he was like, I should have gone to Vince McMahon and said he's not respecting me as the internet champion. It's like, dude, and CM Punk said, if you would go back and stand up for yourself now, you should stand up for the workers, which of course is true. But man, Zack Ryder kind of tells on himself there. It's like, if Zack Ryder would have done that, he'd probably be worth more money today. Yeah, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate white guy thing. It's like, it's like who's the uh, who's the Patriots quarterback? The big one, Tom Brady. It's like Tom Brady being like, "I'm apolitical." It's like, yeah, you have the privilege of being apolitical because every bit of politics just works in your favor. Like, stand for something, you fucking schmuck. <laughs> that's right. Anything else we got to oh, say I got about a, this? I got a supermodel wife and a multimillionaire. I don't understand why all these people are complaining. I got a personality of a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> I'll just say this and in closing. Sasha and Naomi aren't going anywhere, but I'll be real interested to see, A, if Naomi gets a contract renewal, if her contract is truly expiring, I'll be, I'll be looking for that, number one. If not, then number two, I want to see how Sasha gets booked because Vince ain't, you know – he don't forgive shit. I he think, Tom Petty like a motherfucker. I think his biggest thing was that it happened while TV was happening. Okay. Either way, you crossed the balls. I, I mean, it makes him it makes him look like a dickhead to the advertisers, which is just like it's just like what happens in The Godfather, where the guy wants to get the acting job, mm-hmm. and Tom Hagen, Robert Duvall's got to go out there. He's like, he's not going to get that part. It's going to make him a big star. <laughs> it's just like that. Here's the only thing I don't understand is why About The Godfather? If, no, I, I we love can The talk, We can talk about it. Oh, please. We, we can do a whole podcast about The Godfather. <laughs> oh, please. But the only thing I don't understand is if they were going to be put in a situation where they were singles title contenders why they wouldn't just do the main event and then they're put in a position to where they're contending for the titles and then they decide to walk out because then at least they have some leverage 
Now they're just in a shitty position. Yeah, it was they probably like, heat of the moment, probably, I'm sure. It, well, I'm sure it was heat of the moment. But I bet that was a hard decision for them to make, and I think it, I think it takes tons of balls for them to make it. Okay, and I'll I give respect you that part. I respect yeah. the fuck out I of that. Still, I give I you that part. That. Yeah. I, yep. it, it's probably tons of balls to make that decision. To but, drop their titles on Johnny Ace's fucking desk. Okay, what, be did like, those We're what did you just say? What did we just say? The titles don't mean anything. That that the, doesn't the, mean the, it doesn't mean anything to them though. Like they still had to do it. It doesn't mean anything to us sitting here in St. No, Charles. No, 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 no. I'm talking about WWE. If with Sasha and Naomi dropped those titles on the, the desk, still takes I mean, balls. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that the significance of it isn't as great as it is as if let's just say FTR rolls in and says fuck the ROH here's your tiles back you know what I'm saying did that's you say a- did you say FTR and then say fuck the ROH because that's FTR no <laughs> that would have been really good <laughs> I wish I was about to say you give me too much credit we just said that the tag team tiles really don't mean anything and now the women's tag team tiles definitely don't mean anything so I- oh no they never have it's and not actually, about. I think this was. I think this was Sasha's problem before when she walked out was with her and Bailey. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was the same thing. Like, they're never going to mean anything. Like, it's just a. Uh, it's you're yeah. like Sisyphus. You're just rolling this boulder up a hill, and mm. you're just struggling, struggling, and the boulder's going to be in the same fucking spot. No shit. Listen. Let this be the last thing that is said on this podcast about this situation. If the Until tag, next week. If the tag teams don't tag team belts don't mean anything, the women's tag team belts, there's only one person to call to come in and save it. That's James Ellsworth. Let's get to that two count. <laughs> one, two, I don't know how James three. Ellsworth's gonna save the tag titles, but what else? <laughs> he did win the win, the first women's money in the bank ladder match, remember? Okay, but then he's, he's a fucking he's, a, a, he's the great uh, listen, I, I say this not trying to be funny. He's the greatest Diva that WWE's ever had. Oh, I'm gonna dude. go. Ch- I'm gonna yeah, go check go on check my on daughter. <laughs> Two beer, you're up. What are we talking about? Wait, let me guess. It's a dub, right? I mean, what, what what's a dub? What what does that mean? say <laughs> you been you ain't been gone that long, motherfucker. You know what a dub means. Let's kick it off. <laughs> right, I gotta I gotta find I gotta pull up a recap here. I did a really bad job taking notes. Um, I got notes so, here for you, dog. That's what I say. You know I got your back. All right. So we had um, – oh, yeah. So I, I got it. I got it. Here we go. So Professionalism, uh, ladies I and was, gentlemen. Fuck what WWE's yeah. talking about. Here's professionalism right here. Dude, I got um, – man, like so much going on, and I'm trying to keep up with the wrestling. Uh, my no oldest shit. daughter, uh, she flew in Tuesday, late Tuesday night uh, from college. So um, – Super great having her back um, in in our in our house. It's super cool. Um, so she flew in at one a.m. on Ugh. Wednesday morning. So, damn, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. from here. So, yeah, from SAUE. Um, so, uh, yeah, so from St. Louis, uh, five hundred dollars one way uh, just to get her out here for the summer. Damn. Um, so yeah, fucking rough. Um, so my credit card, I had to pay my credit card bill yesterday. Ugh. And I almost cried. I almost cried. Shit, I'm but crying for you. <laughs> I am. I am thrilled about it. it. It's really good. But at the same time, um, I've sacrificed some uh, some some wrestling time. Yes, but, sir. Um, yes, sir. I, so I hear what you're saying. It was AW Dynamite last night, and I finally got around to starting it about 9 p.m. my time. 
and I, I managed to avoid all spoilers because I was busy, so I didn't look at my phone or anything. So, um, you know, we have the uh, Samoa Joe comes out. Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Fucking love it. Fucking love it. Oh, my God. It's just like every bit. Like, so uh, just a little bit of backstory. I didn't know Samoa Joe because, you know, if you guys have been listening to this podcast since we started five years ago, I wasn't watching Impact back then. I I wasn't watching ROH or anything. Joe uh, was my – my introduction to Joe was NXT, which was a great introduction, right? Um, the guy fucking rules. And then I've gone back and I've watched some of his stuff, especially on Pluto. Uh, they have a full Impact channel. I have watched Samoa Joe fight so many people. I watched him in a tag team match the other day with fucking the outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash versus, like, Road Dog and like it's it's been awesome but uh so Samoa Joe comes out he's gonna face a joker who's this joker like we've been joking around about it like uh you know and friends of bf friends of bfr uh we've been joking about it in text and i'm like oh who's gonna be this joker like uh my fingers were crossed for johnny and candace so (laughs) we get to a point and the the lights go off uh the, the 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 graphics go up. Johnny Elite, I fucking flip out, flip out. Not thinking that it'd be uh, Johnny Impact. Uh, I thought, John Morrison. I see why I you thought, flipped out. You thought it was Johnny Gargano. I did, but I should have known because he would have been Johnny Wrestling, whereas mm-hmm. Johnny Johnny Impact, uh, Johnny Mondo, he's always Johnny whatever. Uh, still, I wasn't that sad about it. But at the time, I was just like, oh, my God. So I fucking lost my mind. And then, I, But I still wasn't that sad about it. So the introductory match is Samoa Joe versus uh, Johnny Elite, which is, um, I can't remember his goddamn, his real name. I'm just flopping on it. It I'm starts with an H. Deep. Johnny Hennigan or something? Yeah. John Hennigan, yeah. Is that it? John yes. Hennigan, sorry. I yeah. didn't even have to look that yeah. up. Yeah, that was a good call. It's 5.55. I've been drinking since 1 o'clock, so... Uh, Fuck yeah, you, so man! Gone, you gotta rub that shit in. Oh, it's not like this. Is actually, more sad than like braggadocial. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, it's more like they an had apology. A, yeah, yeah, that's actually more accurate. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they had a solid match. Nothing, nothing gangbusters. Like, I mean, this was just a good wrestling match. I won't, I won't speak out of turn and say this is why this episode of Dynamite was really good. There are a variety of reasons why this Dynamite was really good. This was a fun, impactful debut. Uh, I thought it was really cool, even though it wasn't what I exactly wanted. But um, they had a great match and put it together and uh, teased the muscle buster, eventually got the muscle buster, and Samojo went over uh, John Hennigan to advance in the tournament. What did you guys think? Were you guys fooled the same way? Because I commented on Murray's. Uh, Lucha Chris's um, Twitter because he thought the same thing, and I don't know if you guys were fooled or if, what, what you guys thought. Um, obviously, I was working last night and I was outside smoking a cigarette after all my tables were done, and I just I went on Facebook for whatever reason. I'm, I'm usually a Twitter guy, but either way, and the first thing that came up was like the Joker, you know discussion i was like oh no no i want to see it i want to see it so i came in not knowing who was going to be the two jokers so i saw johnny elite and i'm like 
They're changing Gargano's name because what's like I said last his week. His real name is Johnny Gargano. There'd be no reason to change his name. I don't know that, so you know. Okay, used uh, to me. Yeah. Um, it I'm might thinking, be Jonathan. <laughs> I'm thinking like uh, Cesaro, somebody else. So when I see Johnny Elite, I'm like, wow, they changed his name. That's kind of fucked up. And I see John Morrison come out. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then this makes more sense. For me, it wasn't like I was disappointed. I was just confused. I guess better choice of words. From that point, I agree with everything the two beers said. The match was fine. It wasn't like it was good or bad. It was probably somewhere in the middle. I think the crowd was thinking the same way that two beer, Gucci Chris, and others were thinking about it was going to be Johnny Gargano, and you get John Morrison. The crowd was still hot for John Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was getting ready to say it wasn't like you know it was a letdown or anything. It was just... For me, drip, drip. <laughs> for me personally, I wasn't surprised because I didn't look. And when Johnny Elite came out, it became Morrison. And Morrison's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this was a, you know, a precipitous drop towards the bottom of the, the ladder, so to speak. John Morrison's been around. He's won championships. I best know him from Impact. But for me personally, it was a someone that I didn't expect. Number one, that's always a good thing. And number two, the right person went over. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't somebody that I expected, which was fun. The right person went over. The first thing I'll say before I get into the John Morrison thing is that it is fun to watch Samoa Joe wrestle in a non-main roster WWE type of way again. Like, he, he could do with everyone in NXT, and that's why he had some great NXT matches. Uh, he was great in Impact back in the day. He just wrestles kind of a strong style. You ROH, know? shit. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and it's it's a rough style. It was fun watching him wrestle. Those guys have been wrestling for a long time. They've probably wrestled, you know, 40 times on and off the indies or TV. In terms of who it was, I walked in and the TV was on and my TV does this thing that whatever's recording it flips to. So it f- it was already on like five minutes into it, into the match. It was like seven oh eight or whatever, and I thought it was Dalton Castle. Just <laughs> well, with, I, like like I, I was a little further away. I was a little further away, and it was a white guy that was probably six two who had kind of longer hair. And I was so like, oh, all white guys look like. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them do. You ever seen the Jacksons? Uh, but I thought it was Dalton Castle, and I thought, oh, that's cool. Dalton Castle is. You know, because he's an ROH guy. Like, that's good enough. Like, I wasn't expecting anything huge from this. not at all. I was expecting... Either way, for either uh, Joker, I wasn't expecting... No, me neither. And I was... You know, John Morrison is a pretty good... I wish he would have came in as Johnny Impact. Like, I wish they would have let him keep it. Because I think Johnny... uh, Johnny Elite just doesn't sound that cool. He didn't miss that 450. He wasn't. He wasn't even close. No, yeah. he wasn't. It was, It did not look yeah. good. And, that, that and the starship, the starship pain, which is one of my favorite names for a finisher of all time, also looked just okay. And you could kind of see in on his face that he was disappointed in himself. Yeah. He he expected more of himself, but by all accounts, he's a pretty cool dude. But I started oh, yeah. thinking. Like what I started solid. thinking was that Morrison came out. And then I was thinking his wife was going to be the Joker on the women's side. And I was like, well, that, that's that actually Tara Valkyrie. Yeah. That's actually a little bit more impactful, yeah. no pun intended, on the women's side. 
is to have her join the women's. I hope they sign him. He he is he, I now. I, well, I, I, I don't to, they don't here's the thing. They don't have to sign him. No. He's gonna be successful. Like he's gonna make money just like Matt Cardona bouncing around. He'll he'll still be on AEW ROH. Uh, he doesn't need AAA. a contract. Yeah. He'll make money with those appearances. It's not like he didn't make money. Like, he probably made five grand for showing up on Dynamite. You know what I mean? Like, that's a living. I have no yeah. idea how much. I Like, I don't even know how to gauge it. Like, you think he made I don't, five I don't grand? Either, like, but you could tell me 30 grand. I'd be like, okay. I was say, we no, need Tinder Mahal on this one. I was about to say, he, he's, the, yeah. he's the promoter of the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. He would, he, would, he would know better because he's an actual promoter. But I would assume, <laughs> I would assume Johnny Impact, Johnny Lee probably made at least 2,500, maybe five grand just for showing up, you know? Like, fuck it. I'll, I'll take five thousand to uh, take a pen on off of Joe uh, Samoa Joe. No crap. Fuck. I got chopped by yeah. Kurt Stallion for free. free. <laughs> <laughs> so at that sorry, point, Stallion Rogers. I was gonna say at that point, I'm not like I said. I'm not mad about who the reveal is. At that point, it is what it is. I was more in, more worried about the match, and the match was. Okay. I wasn't expecting Bray Wyatt. I wasn't expecting no, Cesaro. No. I mean, we talked about I'd it last like to week. See Cesaro, but. All right. To have it come out is probably a little too much. What was next, Zach? Uh, next, we had uh, backstage Hardy Boys and Young Bucks, which was hilarious. Like, I got to admit, I was uh, pretty uh, weeded up. Uh, so, what? Like, I cack- yeah, yeah, believe it or not. I He's weeded up. The, uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, that should be mine. Fuck that. He's the drunk guy. I'm the high guy. You play the middle guy. <laughs> Fuck all that. I cack. I cackled at some of this, uh, but I don't remember much of it. I remember uh, the Hardy Boys uh, calling Matt Hardy calling the Young Bucks like uh, Hardy Boys cosplay. cosplay. That's that. That was the line. I was like, "Oh, oh, we fight now!" Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. But obviously, building up to their match of double or nothing, and uh, then we had uh, highlight of the night for me. Uh, and honestly, if we were in a different era, if we were not in a AEW Dynamite era, we'd be talking about this match a lot more. Uh, Hangman Page uh, versus Takashita. I uh, admittedly um, unfamiliar with Takashita. I know he's DDT Pro. I don't subscribe. Uh, now that I've seen him, I would like to. But um, this dude had an amazing match with Hangman Page. Like These guys hit each other so hard. Uh, Takashita is like just he, he got over. He's got it to a non. He's got it. Yeah. He's got it. He to a non. Like there's no way that the people in that crowd, whatever city they were in, like in Texas or whatever, there's no way that those people were all familiar with Takashita, and he got them to get behind him. Yeah, he won them this over. Match, this match ruled. Like. I would put this, I'd say this was like a four and a quarter star match, maybe four and a half star match. I'd say if it would have had another five minutes, it would have been a four and a half star match. For a TV match, though, on free TV in the first, what, 40 minutes of Dynamite, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Like, I want to watch more of this guy. Like, uh, CM Punk comes out to do commentary with a abortion rights or human rights t-shirt and like i was sitting there and i was stoned and i pointed it out to my my wife and my oldest daughter and i was like look i was like cm punk like look at his t-shirt and they were so behind it like 
it's funny because like neither one of them could give a single shit about wrestling, but they were like so enthused about him. And I, I just like kind of told them a little bit of his backstory and they were just like so into it. And then, I mean, when you, they, I, I don't want to cut you off, but just another point of that, because Aaron came and sat next to me during that match. And I was like, wait, CM Punk's going to get up after the match. Wait till you see the shirt he's wearing. <laughs> And that is like an example. That's a huge example of something that can happen in AEW that would never happen on WWE. Everything's not, not AEW versus WWE, but CM Punk being able to walk out there wearing that shirt is something that would never happen on WWE television. Never. Nope. And they were they were like super behind it, and it was so cool. I was able to like talk to them about it and. Uh, they were in conversation like a You were able to talk about you, you talked to him about abortion? No, I just talked to him about CM Punk. Oh, okay, uh, they okay. were all we're all of like the same mind on that subject. There's um, an abortion it, godfather too too. So oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah it ended up uh, it. it ended up like spinning into uh like a, a deeper conversation about like family and uh, politics and stuff, uh, which was still like positive. Like it's good that, that CM Punk was able to catalyze such a uh, important um, and deep conversation within my nuclear family unit. Um, so I, I appreciate that. But at the same time, uh, I was like marking out for the match, and I'm just like, yeah, like I agree with what you're saying. I'm just like, yeah, like ancillary, just like dude, but like dude, this guy just fucking like clothesline this guy. Uh, and he closed behind him at the same time, and then they both fell down, and it was awesome. I'm like, I need you guys to appreciate that. <laughs> so, Jason, what do you think about the match? Um, as the only guy of the three of us that has the DDP subscription, I'm a little upset that I haven't seen. Yeah, let's try this again. Takashita. Takashita before. Um, he, he reminds me of Okada. Talk about the finish. He kind the of. Finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say you got to talk about the finish. It was the chef's gift. Go, but go on. Yeah, I was. I was wondering if he was going to respond to what Punk did the the week before. Um, it's tried I'm, and true. I'm usually not a fan of like you know if you pull if you hit the finisher. I'm a fan of just you know pinning the guy and let's just move on. If you pull the guy up, I want you to lose at that point because that's. That's just me. You've just fucked up, and you've just taken the win away from yourself. I want you to, you know, take a little, uh, a little bit of salt in that wound. But this was perfect. Okay, if you're gonna do my move, I'm gonna do your move, and that's how the match ends. Ultimately, like I said, for me, it's not even about Hangman Page in the match. It was about his opponent and how mad I haven't seen more of him. He literally were. I look at him, he reminds me of Okada a lot. He got a lot in defeat. Without question. Yeah. If I want to see what you, what you do outside of this match, then you've gotten yourself over. I also, and that's ultimately what it's all about at this point. Not much more I can say about the match. I do want to say that Punk on commentary, yeah, that's I said his next before. job. He's so good. But you know what he did? He put Hangman Page over. The entire time on commentary. When Hangman Page did the GTS, he was like, I love it. He's like, that's the perfect sign of respect. And he was saying, it's not, he, he kept saying, I'm not saying that 
Hangman Page is a bum or anything. He's I think that he's great. I'm but just saying I'm just that gonna I'm going to be beat him. Week, the next world heavyweight champion. I'm going to beat him. You know, that's Perfect how you put people over. Move. Here's my, okay. I, I want to throw Brett this Baker out there. Should could learn some things. I know that you say she's a heel, but you you can be a heel and still put your opponents over. Paul Heyman does it all the time. All the time. Paul Heyman has more credibility. If Paul Heyman uh, tells I mean, me, if Paul Heyman Britt tells Baker was me, a longtime champ. If Paul Heyman tells me that Cesaro is worthy of being across the ring from Rowan Reigns, it would be more believable than if Britt Baker says that Rio is worthy of being across fair, the ring. From fair him. enough. This is just this is just a difference in philosophies between me and you. That's fine. I he, will say he um, should run down everybody. This match, uh, I love this match, and it will be forever memorable to me because uh, just to be like very gushy and uh, very personal like uh, my daughter because of that t-shirt then like started opening up and she came out uh, to us that uh, she has some uh, like non-binary like tendencies like she is attracted to females uh, a little bit like so, I thought it was like super cool that this catalyzed a comfortable discussion where she felt like open to us to like actually discuss these things. And I'll forever gush about AW for opening something uh, like that because again, that's not something you would see on WWE. For all like roads lead to wrestling. Wrestling <laughs> okay. can do all things. <laughs> okay, you stole my thunder. It I can do all things. It. I was getting ready to say that shit. It, it's crazy that a wrestling show promotes sparks that discussion it's it's, it's perfect yeah. it, it's it's perfect it, it makes me feel better being a wrestling fan when you hear you say that uh what was next zach uh sorry face face id here we go we're scrolling we're scrolling and uh it was swerving yeah. keith lee versus no, fuego came lee. out first and oh. then they had the match oh uh, yeah fuego had his uh his little uh uh, promo, which was fine. It was it was very Fuego promo. He did a good job. Uh, but unadvertised, you know, we had uh, Swerve and Keith Lee versus J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Uh, J.D. Drake, great worker. Haven't seen Anthony Henry as much, um, but, like, did a good job. Uh, J.D. Drake's doing a good job of, uh, like, I see him on Twitter. He is getting himself in shape. Not saying that's necessary, but in a cosmetic business, he understands the game. And he's doing a good job of getting putting himself in that position, so he's not just like uh, the fat jobber. He's a good worker, uh, but in this sense, he was uh, the jobber, and it is not a bad thing. I don't put that as a negative connotation. Uh, they, <clears throat> you know, had a good match. Keith Lee looks like he's lost some weight. Mm-hmm. I love what do you, what do you think of the finishing move? I love that, like, power bomb into the, the stomp. Yeah. Like, the chest stomp. No, it's I do like that like a lot. It, 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 the it the has, new Doomsday device. Yeah, it has, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not potential, but it feels like they are a tag team. Usually, like, good tag teams have their finishing move. You know what I'm saying? The makeshift yep. tag teams use their own finisher. Whatever their solo finisher is, that's what they usually use, and then, you know, you walk away. Just because we were talking about them, Naomi and Sasha have their own finishing move. You know, now you have this one in the Workhorseman versus uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. 
I'll just say this about the workhorsemen. I've seen them in, in Evolve, and they were one of the better tag teams in Evolve. I get why they're in this spot right here. Like you said, you don't you you're not familiar with Anthony Henry. I am. I think he's probably you know somewhere in the middle, but he can work a great match. You put him and um, <coughs> JD Drake together. Excuse me. I think they're a really good tag team. I don't think that JD Drake needs to lose weight. To me, he reminded me of Samoa Joe. Okay, just in the wider version. A little bit overweight, but, I mean, he can move around. He can slap like nobody's business. He can be physical like nobody's business. So that, to me, was my attraction to J.D. Drake as a wrestler. That being said, I think ultimately we got to where we wanted to be post-match when you had uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks come out. Then you had Jurassic Express come out. Christian is, let's make this as a triple threat at double or nothing. But beforehand, we're going to do a triple threat singles next week. That's where we're ultimately going with this. I'm, for me personally, I'm mad because I watched the workhorsemen wrestle in tag team matches, and I'd like to see them be more pushed. But we got where we wanted to be, and we got another double or nothing match, triple threat for the tag team titles. This is where I think yeah. Jurassic Express – it's probably it's a safe bet for them to drop the titles without them being pinned. You know what I'm saying? And I think this yeah. is they're setting it up to where one of the other two teams win the titles and then Jurassic Express challenges. They'll probably lose. Then we start heading towards a Christian heel turn versus Jungle Boy. Can we talk about how Swerve and Keith Lee are kind of a mismatch? It's not even you like, think? yeah, I do. I I think they're a mismatch. I think that Keith Lee is a he's a he's a weird promo, and it doesn't seem like they're like an opposite attract kind of tag team to me. It just seems to me like they're mismatch. They have one thing in common that <laughs> that surely everybody can see. They're both they're both really athletic. Yeah, that's right. Uh, CMB. They don't seem to me like a tag team, though. They don't seem... I agree with that. They don't seem... You know, like, I want a tag team to have the same mission or to have the same uh, ethos or something like that. You want to win tag team titles. Yeah, but e- even then, like, I want them to have something in common besides just both being black. To me, they don't seem like a tag team so to if, me. Uh, so, pardon the pun, if they were, like, brothers in the literal figurative term would that be better yeah it would be better you mean if they were like Sonny and michael or fredo and Sonny or something like that something like that yeah that would be that would be i i would prefer that but to me it just seems like they're thrown together and I'm, i won't disagree with that. that's not what that's not what AEW, which has a strong tag team division seems to be it seems like they are a they are thrown together amongst a division full of cohesive teams. Can I can I throw something out there and say that them putting Keith Lee and Swerve together feels like an I'll piggyback on what you're saying. It's an unnecessary move, and the fact that their division is so stacked, it feels like they don't have a real direction of what they want to do with that team particularly or with or the, just in, with the division oh, I, I just think with the with, with the singles guys they don't they don't have a plan for either one they're both they're both too big to not have them 
compete for any title, so they put them together to compete for the tag team. Basically, I've, I've never said this before about AEW, but this might be an instance where both of those guys and both those guys would have been better served being in the Owen Hart Invitational or the Owen Hart Tournament rather than being thrown together as a tag team. One was Swerve was in it. He just lost. He lost to Darby Allen. Oh yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I I don't know. It's it's an embarrassment of riches, and right. I love I love that Tony Khan wants to get everybody on television. I really do. I just want to do it in the right way. Yeah, and Keith this Lee's not a tag team guy. Swerve's not a tag team guy. No, not a, I mean Swerve seems. I I'd love to. Uh, uh, what were they called? Hit Row. I liked when he was the leader of a faction. Now that would be one thing, but him being a tag team with Keith Lee, Keith it's, Lee, is it just, feels Keith like Lee both of them is a step back for Keith both Lee guys. is a singles guy to me for sure, no question about it. The fact that he's not well, in a a world heavyweight title picture is a little, or even just the TNT, like have him go against Scorpio disturbing. Sky. It doesn't. It it just it doesn't click with me. Agreed. What are you going to say, Two Beer? Oh, I was just going to say they're both they're both suited more for singles, especially with like. I'm going to shit on AEW, like, big surprise, <gasps> like, uh, spoiler alert, um, just, like, hashtag, like, I don't know, time market or whatever, but yeah, the TNT me. title situation is absolute hot garbage right now uh, because, dude, like, I thought they fixed it. Remember, I was on here a few weeks ago. Like, you can roll back the tape. I was like, oh, man, they did such a good job, like, they switched Scorpio Sky to a baby face. Everybody was behind him. They fixed the thing because Sammy was getting booed. And then now, all of a sudden, uh, Scorpio's a heel again, and so is Sammy, and they're still fighting for the TNT title. Like, just get away from each other. Like, that, they need to separate that. The ending badly. of Rampage The ending of Rampage was so dumb. Just, it was so frustrating. It, it, it was so dumb to have... Scorpio Sky go through the whole the whole build to the match with Frankie Gazarian, beat Frankie Gazarian with a bunch of near falls. As a babyface. As a babyface. Baby baby and then turn on Frankie Gazarian again just to go back with America's top team. It just didn't make any sense. It was it, it was very dumb. It 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 was not like The Godfather where, like, all the twists and turns, like, make tons of sense after you see the whole picture at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll say this, and Thank then you. we can move on to back to uh, Dynamite. I watched Rampage. I guess it was last night or whatever, so obviously I knew what happened. The match I thought was good, but then when Ethan Page was the guy that I took the most notice because he was like, you know, yeah, I did it. You know, I hit him with the belt. I'm like, fucking A right. Ethan Page, there you go. Somebody step up to the fucking plate. Another guy that I, I think know. that is not used enough, but yeah. neither here nor there. Scorpio Sky's character is so limp-dicked. Limp-dicked. That's 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 the gesture I make. Okay, I, I know this is an say. audio medium, but <laughs> like I'm doing like a, I'm doing a gesture. Uh, so they're going to have a triple threat match. I. I I have no idea why the champions would ever propose a triple threat match. It's always the dumbest thing in kayfabe style that can fucking happen. But if Christian's yep. going to turn heel, maybe you guys talked about this while I was outside. While I was no, pissing. just no. another 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 dumb thing. Like I will uh, attest to that. Like what? it is a match that I definitely want to see. 
Uh, of course. So at least, at least in that sense, it's good, but it is incredibly dumb. But at the same time, at least maybe it plays into Christian being a heel because at the same time as he proposed that match, he also proposed a triple threat single match for next week that ju- that. Jungle Boy Jack Perry seemed very reluctant. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, <laughs> he, he reacted like, whoa, to whoa, like, whoa, what the fuck? Hey, man. You know what Aaron <laughs> said to me last hell? night when that segment was happening? She looked at Jungle Jack Perry. She goes, does he have those sideburns just because his dad had those sideburns on 90210? I was Jesus like, maybe. Christ. I mean, that might be because he does have really long sideburns. <laughs> it's not, and it's, I don't know, yeah. you know, for people who aren't as old as us, they might not remember how big of a deal Luke Perry's sideburns were on 90210. Those were they were a thing. He was a big deal. People okay. had sideburns. Okay. I, Dylan I tried having sideburns. Was a big fucking deal on 90210. Ah, you know his name. Dude. I had I had a a, a two prong folder uh, whenever I was probably in fifth grade uh, that had uh, and it was funny because I remember my my mother and my grandmother being like had a weird face whenever I picked it out for my school supplies. But it was a nine oh two one oh folder and it said all the hot guys. <laughs> it had <laughs> like Jason Priestley and uh like, and you roll uh, around with that. Thanks, grandma. Yeah. And I had no idea because I, I wasn't into like uh you know, I, I hadn't hit puberty yet, so I didn't understand. I was just a fan of the show, but like it was definitely like a girls folder that just had like all of the dudes from nine oh two one oh. But I was just a, I was nah, just a fan they left the zeroing friend. off right though, right? No, he was on there. Ian oh, Green, God. Austin Green. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They were all they were all standing Steve like, on the beach. They were all standing on the beach with like with uh, surfboards like stacked to the beach and like uh, with their abs out and it was yeah. <laughs> Little known yeah. fact about Steve Sanders. It wasn't actually Ian Zeering. It was Billy Gunn. <laughs> uh, what was next, Zach? Nice. <laughs> Uh, next, we had the backstage segment with um, uh, Jade Cargill interrupting Chris Anlander and Red Velvet. I think everybody did a pretty decent job here. Um, Chris Atlander seemed a little uncomfortable talking. She's not like the greatest talker. Uh, I, I like her as a talent. She's much better in ring than she's talking, but uh, essentially, you know, just setting up a uh, match between those two because. Chris Allender is now in the Owen Hart tournament, so we'll see how that that comes down. Jason raised his hand like I had something to say about this segment. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, thank you very much. The four recognizes Jason Seabell from the whatever district in downtown St. Louis. Okay. The 6'3", so, woman 6", probably. Thank you. I guess my problem, my biggest problem is the fact that she is not injured, okay? We saw the Philly Street fight. Then I saw her in Japan. In a tag team match, you know, subsequently there later, she didn't look injured yeah. to me. So no, she wrestled. She wrestled like four matches in forty-eight hours. Okay, so here's my problem with this. Number one, this sm- this smells like you know WWE to me. Don't I like the fact that AEW always kept it clean? I'm not saying that they don't now, but in this particular scenario, they kind of did some WWE shit. Oh, she's injured, but she's now she's literally in Japan and she's wrestling four matches. Don't tell me that shit. Tell me she's got visa issues. Tell me she's got fucking the Rona or whatever. Don't say that she's injured or put Chris Statlander in it. Either or. I've always had credit or gave credit to AEW for keeping shit 
queen. They recognize WWE. They recognize there's other shit out there. So this should be on the same line of play. Keep that same energy. If she can't come back, then say she can't come back. We're going to replace her with Chris Statlander. I have to say something real fast before we move on that I forgot to say during our Sasha and uh, Naomi thing is that a lot of people were blaming Vince McMahon for the press release that came out during after that, which I also thought was bullshit. Like, that's stupid to bury your own talent. People on Twitter are trying to make the... They're trying to make the distinction between Vince McMahon or between WWE and AEW on this one. But don't forget that Tony Khan also buried the fuck out of Big Swole after he, after he left her or after he dropped her. So I, I that was something that I wanted to say, and I, I never got around to it, so I'm sorry. Uh, we can go back to Chris Dantlander, Chris Dantlander and Red Velvet. Zach? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have any, anything to add, like, well, I feel then, like maybe the, it was so weird with the, the, I feel like it was like miscommunication or something like, cause they came out and said she was injured and she was like, ah, I'm not injured. Like, right. I don't know. It, well, it, it just had, it seems like mostly what I would put it down to. And it's not a, this is not a, a uh, defense, but I feel like Tony Khan's running four companies and he just like forgot to let her know. Uh, about a storyline because uh, he was just like uh, too busy drinking White Claws and doing cocaine and running four companies. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah, we had the storyline. I forgot to tell you about it. Uh, Sounds so, like a defense to me, but whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I mean, Dude, that, I'm fucking that's, with not you. De- that's not defensible. It's just like reality. Uh, Listen, but yeah. As somebody who's never done cocaine, but has seen people do it in movies, mm-hmm. I know that people act a fool when they're doing cocaine. So I'll give them a I'll give them a pass on You're that. You gonna one. give them a pass on that one? Yeah, okay. I mean I've seen Boogie Nights. I know that people, I know that people act weird when they're on cocaine. This is a true story. It looks like a terrible especially, drug. Especially, <laughs> it looks like it's not any fun at all. Especially when they're billionaires and they have unlimited amounts of it. Oh, oh my god! Geez. If I was a billionaire that had been to space, I would just tweet all day. Um, so you tweet stuff like watch Big Swole on Dynamite. Never mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you ain't shit. Uh, Never mind. My right nostril's bleeding, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching the last thirty minutes of The Godfather on repeat. I was getting ready to say, don't fail me. My right nostril's bleeding. Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, so let's, we let's get to the, the good. Let's get to a good uh, segment. Okay, we're getting that, ready that to was, jump that was into what it. I was just gonna say. We have literally the best segment of the entire show. This was absolutely glorious. We had uh, the Wardlow JF segment. So A plus. Uh, NGF comes out with Sean Spears. This segment was amazing. <laughs> A plus, man. Just so good. Jason's I had Jason's given Jason's given me Okay. Go ahead, Tubier. Matt, paint I'll, the picture. I'll, I'll tell you. And I'll, I'll, tell I'll you, speak I'll, afterwards. I'll, I'll paint the picture, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. See how you think. I thought this was fantastic. So, uh, MJF Wardlow or MJF and Sean Spears come out, and then we have Wardlow doing the full Goldberg entrance, like handcuffed, buddy's handcuffed. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg, buddy's handcuffed, and uh, security surrounding him, walking out. Everybody's saying Wardlow, Wardlow, just great. He comes out to do the 10 lashes, and MJF starts hitting him. And I, we have we have 
personal previous experience of this with Cody Rhodes taking Tenlight his from MJF, where you know that was whenever like Brandy came out and we had this like full baby face thing, and we were confused because Brandy was like such a piece of shit with like her weird nightmare collective like thing, and we didn't understand it. But it was still very impactful television. Here, like we had Wardlow just straight up no sell nine lashes this dude just takes the lashes and he's like yeah whatever and then not the ninth one he sold yeah the ninth he's one like he sold, okay all right motherfucker perfect. let's get this shit over yeah, it was all <laughs> that, starting to hurt <laughs> that that's what made it because he no sold it until mjf got so mad that he starts just strapping him and saying fuck you Wardlow. i know this hurts i fucking hate you like just screaming he was on and the turnbuckle screaming, I hate you, I hate you so much, I hate you, Sean I hate Spears you. Spears got a little piece of it, and it still didn't bother him. Yeah, but he hit the ninth one, and then he Well, the ninth it, one so. was Sean Spears. The ninth yeah. one was Sean Spears, and it kind of went up over his shoulder or his lat, and then Wardlow turned MJF all cuffed up and said, there's one more. and One more. I... I I gotta admit I I marked out a little bit like this this is this is pro wrestling man this is this was good stuff it was perfectly executed just perfectly executed so he hits the ninth one he sells it finally and then MJF goes to do the tenth and he kicks him in the balls <laughs> and then he just beats the shit out of Unbelievable. him with the straps more and then they do they do Sean Spears finisher and they pin him and MJF counts the three. This was perfect, perfect television. The only there thing, isn't a thing they could have done differently. The only thing I would have done differently is I would have had Wardlow kick out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. I, I, okay. I really would have. Okay, so that would have been that would have been so mark, funny, dude. This is the markdown day. Would have been where, so where funny. Two beer is talking all kinds of crazy shit. You're talking about kicking out of finishers. <laughs> this is the <laughs> most ridiculous episode of BFR. You kick out of Sean Spears finishers. He's uh, a loser. Okay, wait, come on, man. Uh, you know what's funny? Hey, uh, Dave Melter said the exact same thing as Bill. Like, is that true? Belter, yeah, Belter. I take it on, back. On, on wrestling is over radio today. He said this was great television. He's like the only thing I would have done different is I would have had Wardlow kick out. Fuck you, really? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I hundred percent. Yeah. You're a melter. Mark. I'm changing my. St- I'm changing nope, it then. It's, yeah, it's already on. Pre- nope. It's all. Dude, it's here. The dude, the it's dude here for like there's a reason I pay twelve ninety nine. Like I don't agree with everything he says, but the dude's literally like the smartest guy in wrestling. Like he's been watching it for fifty years and and not even watching it, just writing about it for fifty years. God like, damn! If he, uh, I, I was thinking when I was watching, I was like, man, if he if he kicks out here, it's gonna fuck it. That place would have gone a berserk. Yeah, That's what he said. It's just not in That's Long what he said. He, he said he said the pop would have been outrageous, but he he was like at the same time I understand why they didn't do it. He's like because. They were setting it up because whenever they do the match, they'll probably have him do that finisher and Wardlow will kick out and then they'll get the pop. So Yeah. Okay. I know you guys, and I'm not going to say this segment was not great. It was. But we've seen this segment. This is WWE, okay? If I'm going to knock WWE for doing repeat shit and knock AEW for not doing repeat shit, that I would be a hypocrite. We've seen this before. This is Cody Rhodes with the lashing. Was this one better? Probably. But we've seen it. 
we've seen MJF put the the uh, line of opponents up before for multiple guys. I'm not going to disagree with the segment itself, okay? Wargo came out like Denzel Washington from Gory. If you ever seen Gory when he he's getting whipped, he was just like, let's do this shit. Fuck it. Yeah, I fucked up. I'm going to take my whips like a champ. And that's what I thought when Wargo was taking whips like a champ. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. That being said, we've seen it before. We've seen MJF put guys in front of the ultimate opponent before. That's all I'm saying. The segment itself was cool. Dare I say great. But we've seen the angle before. I will say this, though. WWE probably would have tried to incorporate, even as subtle as WWE can be, they would have tried to incorporate some some type of slave imagery or slave. They would have done something that was just a little bit too much, just a little bit too provocative. They would have had, like, uh, Cedric Alexander and, uh, like... Yeah, uh, Cedric Alexander would be Sean Spears, and he'd be, like, dressed like Samuel L. Jackson and yeah, Django right, or something. Yes, I was, you know? We were just talking about that today at work. We were just talking about that at work. I swear to God, we were just talking about Samuel L. Jackson at, on, and oh, Django. Django. Yeah. Oh, my God. It would, have been, it would have been something too much. But there was... Listen... When you're seeing a guy get whipped on television, it's hard not to think of for certainly somebody of a certain age to not think of Roots or something like that. Amistad. Amistad. Amistad, yeah. You know, but they, they, to their credit, I mean, this is, you can't give them too much credit for not trying to be racist, but (laughs) this was, this was really just a, a Wardlow MJF thing and it gets Wardlow over more. Like you said. I mean, you know how long they've been telling this fucking story? And, and we still, still haven't seen MJF yeah, take, a, take a powerbomb. Nope. And, and you still want to see it. Like, it has not gotten old. And you have to give them all the credit in the world for that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not say, I'm not saying that you're I'm not saying you're not. I'm just sucking AEW's dick. I'm an AEW sexual and I am sucking AEW's dick right yeah. now. It's saying just, how point, good it's like, been. Because that this, was this segment has been that was the this that, angle that, I dare I say has been very when very I good. turned on Dynamite last night, that was the segment I wanted to see. That yeah. was the segment I was looking forward to. I wanted to see how it played out, and it was really good. I was looking forward to that sports entertainment. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they ended up like basically to the point where you're just like, uh, I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna pay fifty dollars to see the rest of this. I'm gonna start talking. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be a match where like Rock Austin is is one, what not Rock Austin Rock uh, Hogan is one of my favorite and, and Rock Austin is one of my favorite matches in WWE WrestleMania history that has no titles involved. But none. Wardlow getting his hands. So Wardlow getting his hands on MJF. We want to see it. They should open with it. No. Midway through. They might. They should they op- open. They should open with it. Mm-mm. Make them wait some more. All right, <laughs> they've waited so long enough. Okay, you you gonna be here for six hours? You might as well uh, wait for no shit. Minutes. It's gonna be a seven hour pay per view. <laughs> okay, what did I say? Go ahead. Speaking of which, so speaking, two beer. Speaking of which, we had the next segment, which was uh, Jericho and William Regal face to face, and 
I mean, this is pretty fun. Uh, a lot of banter back and forth. Uh, Regal saying that he uh, shoved uh, Jericho and those guys' uh, toothbrushes up his asses, which was pretty fun. Uh, but uh, essentially, this is Jericho saying, hey, we want to challenge you to a stadium stampede. And I think the best fucking thing. Thank like, you, if, John Moxley. If, if, yeah, if the previous segment was not the best, this line was the best on the show uh, where uh, Moxley just interrupted and was like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> He's just like, I so ain't doing that sports be- Before he said this, I. So when Jericho's cutting his promo and he's he's running down Regal about his addiction and everything, and you know Regal and Jericho are just tight as fuck, you know. And he's running down everybody. He runs down LAX and he runs down Dana Bryan, calls him a nerd. And then he says, hey, if you hang out with these guys long enough, uh, you'll be – you'll be doing rehab with John Moxley or something like that, which was a good line. And John Moxley's just on the ropes, just <laughs> rocking back and forth, just not even just looking at him. Just go ahead. And so, Keep talking. And so Keep I'm, th- talking. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when this segment started, like I'm thinking, he was fucked up about Blackpool Combat Club is that they have to play because – because Danielson and Moxley are both such big stars. They have to get – I'm sure that – Tony Khan and both of those performers and even Regal's like they both had to have their full entrances, which I get because they are huge stars that are in this huge faction. And I'm like, but man, it really sucks. Are they bigger than the Undisputed Elite? Oh, for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Two beer down. You 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 guys are the AEW you know biggest marks in the, the pod. So if you're saying, I mean, it, you're I'll talking about the two biggest baby think, faces in. I think. In the company, maybe think, the three biggest uh, baby faces in the company, was, if you include was, Regal. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you got you got Hangman who's champ, and you got CM Punk who's on another. I, I feel like CM Punk is on another level. He's outside of everything, but outside of that, uh, Moxley and Danielson are the biggest stars uh, outside of the champion and CM Punk because they're on different levels. But uh, they're the biggest stars in the company right now. But I was like, man, you can't have these guys come out without Moxley talking. Then Moxley's like, nah, nah, we're not doing that shit. And I was like, fuck <laughs> Thank yeah, you. here we go. Here you go, John Moxley. Stay your so, he sucks. He didn't say blood and guts, so we're not getting that. But we are getting a five-on-five match, which will honestly probably lead to a blood and guts. Uh, it probably won't be done. Uh, but So we're going to get a five-on-five match probably at the pay-per-view. Uh, so it won't be blood and guts because blood and guts are very time-consuming with the with the in and out, you know, with the uh, war games. Basically, you know. war games, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to get five on five, and that'll probably lead to a blood and gut, which is fine. So that's all cool. Like, I'm down with it. Okay, so here's my, like, side piece, you know, sidebar for 30 seconds, and then we can get back to AW Dynamite 30 seconds. I said it last week. If they put this on the pay-per-view, this is going to be five hours. William Vagy, are you willing to spend five hours on this bad boy? Overall, yes. Okay. Cons- conse- I mean, spend- consecutively, no. no, no. I'm just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, to me, I'm spending fifty bucks. I want, I want my money for it. To me, I'm going to be at somebody's house, probably Tinder Mahal's. 
and we're gonna sit in that. We're gonna sit down for the next five hours well, and do this dance. To me, like if I walk in on the pay per view two hours into it, and there's only three hours left, even if you tell me who won this match, I'm still gonna go back and watch it. But really, the only match, the, the like I've been watching wrestling long enough. The the, the match that I, the only match that I really care about seeing who wins, is Punk Page. Fair. I mean, everything else I'll go back and watch, but I do not want to watch Punk Page knowing the ending. No, that's totally my fair. thing. I'm, I'm actually camping this week, that weekend, because uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so we have a campsite. <sighs> so I told my wife, I was like, hey, I was like, we can either go home early or we can drive somewhere. If we don't have Wi-Fi, we'll drive somewhere where I have Wi-Fi and you guys can do whatever. And I'll love sit with my iPad. Marriage, you, love you, you gave her marriage. the option. <laughs> Here's the single guy speaking. You gave her the option. Guess what we can ready well, yeah. to do. I mean, I don't care where I watch it. I just want Wi-Fi. <laughs> Uh, uh. Right. I'll watch it on my iPad. That's why y'all like, married and I'm single. This is taking too long. I'm getting high. Uh, beer, go so ahead. Yeah, move, move, moving on. Uh, so uh, we had Match of the uh, night. Brent, ba- Brent Baker uh, versus uh, the women's Joker, which is Maki Ito. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Also, like you, you're also, skipping shit. What, what was I skipping? Phoenix versus uh, KOR. Oh, I'm sorry. I did skip that. Yeah, we had. And Phoenix also, versus... we had a Rapongi Vice. That wasn't match of the night. Like, it was a great match, but, like, dude, Paige, no. Paige and. and uh, Phoenix O'Reilly uh, was the match of the night. Phoenix O'Reilly was the you match of so? the night. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, for me, it was definitely. It, it was it was 100% Paige and Takashita. Six and one and a half dozen the other. Can I ask you guys something? Do, does Excalibur say Phoenix? He does, yeah, because that's that's how his name's actually pronounced is Ray Phoenix. Yeah, so it's oh. not Phoenix. Oh, okay, no, okay, mm. that kind of but fucked yeah, me up. This, okay, go ahead. This, Zach. this was this was a great match. The story of the match is obviously uh, Ray Phoenix had his uh, arm hurt. We all saw it. It was graphic. It was brutal, and uh, the story was. Uh, and it wasn't that long ago. No, and Kyle Riley was playing into that, and he was throwing him into the post. He was doing everything he could, and um, I mean, they had a killer match. Uh, the highlight of the match was uh, Ray running the ropes and doing the uh, Hurricane Rana off of the apron. That was insane. Uh, I love that so much. Uh, but uh, Kyle Riley got him into an R bar, and then he switched to the hurt arm. And he ended up breaking uh, his his hold, and ended up uh, getting him to tap out because of his injured arm. So, I mean, it was a killer match. I mean, I'm not going to argue the point, uh, but for me, like Takashita was such a star-making performance that he literally turned himself into an American superstar from being mm, okay. nothing. And then uh, everybody knows that these guys are great. Um, well, when I thought so, that you were saying match of the night. It you said Britt Baker first, and I was like, man, Britt Baker, Maki Ito no. wasn't the match of the night. No, I forgot about. I I had already forgot that we were talking about Adam Page and <laughs> Takashita. I'll say but, this, uh, but yeah, I, we could argue match of the night if you want to. Okay, for me, 
I think the biggest thing, and this is just one of our core principles about heel wrestlers, when they win clean, that should be something that should be, you know, not celebrated, but just let's put that on the side for 30 seconds. I expected the Bucks, not Adam Cole, because obviously he was in the main event, um, Bobby Fish especially, I expected, I expected to see one of those three guys to come out and have a go fuckery. When you have Kyle O'Reilly tap out Ray Fenix, did I say it right? Ray Fenix, yeah. Okay. When you haven't tapped him out, that to me was just like, okay, now we got something going. I'm not saying that Kyle O'Reilly is going to win this tournament. I expect him to be in the finals. Yeah, I support I expect- my kids. I support my kids. <laughs> I expect Adam Cole to That's be in the finals. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. And then at that point, you have a little intrigue to where the Owner Cup tournament final has intrigue like the rest of Double or Nothing has some intrigue. I, I, I think that's a little unfair to AEW, though, because AEW does have heels when clean a lot. That's the WWEification of your mind. Like, like I don't think it's your fault. You've been watching WWE longer than any other promotion. So have I. So have Zach. So has Zach. But like, the heels never go over clean in WWE. In other promotions, they do. Uh, All right, let's let's move yeah, on. Let's, let's not get bogged down. We can get bogged. We we could get bogged down on that one for sure. Uh, so yeah, then we had the um, the women's Joker with uh, Britt Baker and Maki Ito. Uh, Maki Ito was one of the women's Jokers that I had chosen. Uh, she is actually going to be here in Portland on that uh, that weekend that I said I was out of town. I was actually planning on going to the Roseland Theater to see Prestige Wrestling because uh, Maki Ito will be there. They're doing a two-night show, and I'm going to be... Even though I live here in town, I'm going to be like 20 miles away camping, uh, so I'm going to miss it. But Mike uh, What you should do is buy a couple of tickets, act like you're going to go, and then sell those tickets <laughs> to me. <laughs> when well, Cindy Riot was great. A, you'd, you'd have to buy a very expensive plane ticket to get out of here. So, uh, it's not but, like I don't have two jobs, but go ahead. <laughs> It oh, is, look at uh, this money maker over here fucking talking about how much money he's got. Oh, you're going to buy that plane ticket, huh? If it's not like $10,000, we should be good. It could be. <laughs> well, they saw, they saw tickets, you seen the they inflation? Saw available. 500 yeah, like Okay, we just Ty had Ba-Kai that conversation. Valkyrie will be there. Athena will be there. I'm pretty sure uh, like um, Malachi Black's going to be there. It's going to be, it's gonna okay, be a big yeah. show. Buy me two tickets. I'll pay you back. <laughs> But uh, Britt Baker but yeah, versus so Makito. It was which sounds rough. like a coffee it, drink, Makito. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm sneezing again. Sorry, we have a uh, lot nice. of pollen out here. <laughs> but nice. uh, Makito is uh, I love her. She's like my Japanese spirit animal. She's so great. Like the only English words she knows are, are cuss words. Like. Uh, she she tweets things like I'm the goddess of piss, and then she just has like a, a cute photo with her in a Japanese school girl outfit. I love her, but uh, 
so anyway, uh, she came out and uh, they had a pretty rushed match, um, mostly a comedy match, but you can tell they were just trying to get through it. And uh, Britt Breaker went over because, um, you know, she's the one moving on in this Owen Hart tournament. It's, it's like the Adam Cole Britt Baker show. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, any, if either one of them loses or if they both end up in the finals. Uh, I'm kind of starting to hate a couple. Kind of starting to hate Britt Baker. What? Yeah, because yeah, her job. No, it's. I, I don't know. She never really makes anybody look good. Either in ring or on promo. It it okay. Uh, it seems like she kind of sandbags people. Okay, I'll say this as just my perspective. I know I like heels to run down the baby faces on promos. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think part of the problem is with Britt Baker trying to make other people look good is that she's not necessarily the person to put other people over in ring. She's still kind of greenish too. Yeah. So I, now, I mean that's that's fair. That is a that's that's an extremely good point that I really had not given a lot of thought to because I just think of her as the top of the as right, the top of the card. Exactly. But really when I you're talking when you're talking about in ring, you name those six women in WWE earlier, every single one of them is better right, in Britt ring Britt than Britt Baker. That's true. That's, and and it's, it's not a knock. Right. That, uh, it's just, it well, is what it is. Every single one of them has been, been wrestling longer, for 10, 10 exactly. years longer than Britt Exactly. Baker. All, so, all that's fair. It's just, I never really gave a lot of thought to her. Uh, maybe that's because that's how professional she comes off. Well, Or that's how good she comes off. As the top of the card... There has to be certain expectations, okay? She can t- cut a promo, check. I mean, they really don't have. I mean, Serena Deeb can go. Uh, she didn't she can go, go. But, like, they're two top women, which is Jade Cargill. Chris Stantlander? Yeah, she can go, but she's. She'll, I mean, she might I'm be. Just, no, I'm just going down right, the list. We're getting down to, to the weeds. Uh, go ahead. Well, we, already, we weren't even talking about uh, Thunder Rosa, which is actually kind of indicative of her title reign. <laughs> it's been pretty bad. Exactly. So I saw a lot of people fucking, uh, fucking with Serena Deeb's Dusty Dustin Rhodes segment. I saw a lot of people saying this is why Serena Deeb needs a mouthpiece. I thought it's the best she looked in a long time. I kind of like the idea of Serena Deeb calling down a male wrestler who is her opponent's coach and having a promo segment with him. Like, to me, that seemed like a cool thing that you don't really see very often. I guess my only problem Actually, with you this, never see it. I guess my only problem with this is the the execution in the ring where you you want to have Serena Deeb hit Thunder Rosa with the title, and for whatever reason, Thunder Rosa was like a step off. She looked at... Instead of, like, looking yeah, at Dustin... I mean, that's she, like in... It That's like just, in Godfather 1 where Sonny Corleone runs down Carlo after he beats up his sister. And, like, they have that long fight scene, and he just completely misses the punch. And it's, like, the funniest missed punch in all cinema history. Okay. Right? Kind of similar to that. All right. Cool. Thunder Rosa wasn't on her spot. Serena Deeb had to step back, you know, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you now you're looking? Wow. Is, is Zach no-selling that, or is that just not funny? 
I think he's no, no selling. Sorry, I was no, I was trying to be polite, like, <laughs> and I, I was, I was, I was uh, muted. Have you so, met yeah. this episode? <laughs> Have you met this podcast? I'm sorry. No, I was just muted, trying to be polite. Just a big time miss punch, though. Like it's it's unbelievable they kept it in. And that's if it was on the Star Wars prequels, they would have just okay. And now we're talking about it. I want to just I want to get my piece out, and we can move on. I got one of the you worst. Guys better move on. One of the worst fucking builds for double or nothing. And I'll put that on on anything else. It's not about it's, you know it's about women's because God knows I watch a lot of women's wrestling. This is a horrible build. I mean, god damn, Zach. Defend this, please. You're the AEW guy. This has been a bad build, okay? This feels like Ronda Rousey's Charlotte before WrestleMania. This should be more bigger. It's it's not like it's, it's like bad people in the ring. It's just how we're getting to the ring is the biggest problem. Which build? I'm sorry. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep. Oh, yeah. I mean... No, I mean, ever since Thunder Rosa has won that championship, which the build to her winning was great, uh, ever since she's won, that title has been non-existent and not a priority. It's been not great at all. So is, is it the performer, Thunder Rosa, no. or is it, is it the build? No, it's not Thunder Rosa. I think Rosa. Thunder Rosa, no. I think, is one of the better no. talents they have. I saw, I saw something like she's had 20 minutes of – airtime in the past eight weeks. Wow. Okay, yeah. so what's the what's the problem? I mean, I guess I'm only asking you because you're the AEW guy on well this other one over here to my right is the other one. I guess here's my problem with this. If you're gonna have Thunder Rosa have this big build and win the title off of Britt Baker arguably the best wrestler, women's wrestler you have on the block. Why are you not building up to another episode, match, whatever you want to call it, to where even if Serena Dean loses, she can still win. It's not like you're doing anything with this title. No, they're not doing anything. That's the problem. I'm not going to defend it. It's, It's shit. Perfect. That's the shit I, mean, I like to hear. Nope, nope, yeah, nope, nope, I mean, nope. It, stop, it's still stop. A, uh, I'm just going to say, like, I still love the show, and I still look forward to the show. But Obviously. That as- what are you guys talking aspect about? Of the show, oh, it's just the, the, women's, the women's division, the women's title picture is terrible since Fred Baker lost the title. It's like, it's, so, not, it's a non-issue. It's, an, it's not important. So here's uh, what happens. Focus at all. Here's what happens. I take a hit of weed. I go inside to take a piss. I come back out, and you guys have bogged the show down. Time to talk about Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy, baby. That's good. Let's move it on. And actually, we can move it on. <laughs> at I the can't wait till I take this show over in three weeks. Can't wait. <laughs> two wait. Weeks. I'm going to fish. Whatever, motherfucker. Two weeks, <laughs> no. three weeks, whatever. We, we can move it on at the same pace that they moved the show on, which was very fast. Uh, this main event was very fast. Uh, it was just boom, 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 boom. Adam Cole, uh, no pun intended, with the boom, Adam Cole, but it was boom, boom, boom. 
And uh, Shivani yeah, did a great uh, job of telling the story, though, that Jeff Hardy was just too fucked up from the week before. It's, it's like they did a great it, job. They did a great job. Sports analogy or any sports, you know. I mean, they watched. sold the fuck out of the Darby How- Darby Allen Jeff Hardy match, even this week by having Adam Cole going over Jeff Hardy as dominantly as he did. And I like yeah. a match like that every once in a while. I like when somebody just dominates out of nowhere because you're expecting Jeff these. You know, got the tape around his fucking ribs. We get it, and I agree with you. Absolutely perfect. I mean, it's it's weird because of all the great back and forth matches that Brock Lesnar has had. Like, the one Brock Lesnar match that always sticks out in my mind. Well, there's a bunch. John Cena. But it's that John Cena one at SummerSlam where he just suplexed him like 27 times and John Cena got his ass completely kicked. And it was a 10-minute match where Cena got in no offense. And it's like, that sticks in your your mind because it's notable, you know? And that's kind of what I thought about this uh, main event. And the thing with Jeff Hardy, he could have said week before or he could have just said decades doesn't matter like right yeah Jeff, Jeff had a rough time so but yeah but it is what it is adam cole's moving on and uh yeah that's that so, I mean, so it's, adam yeah, cole is in the finals correct no it's adam cole versus samoa joe and it's um right yeah next week and then the other the other side is kyle o'reilly oh yeah kyle o'reilly uh, who's, who's, who's he I thought Adam Cole was in the finals by winning this match. Ah, we can figure it out later. Um, then they had a big old schmoz. Just a huge schmoz. Just a uh, let's yeah, let's get everybody let's up. get everybody on camera for the schmoz. Schmoz time, guys. Fine. Not so do you think they're going to do Hardy's Young Bucks, or do you think they're going to do Hardy's Young Bucks versus Darby and Sting versus oh, Jesus Christ, dude? No, I think Come that on. I think I mean I think the world needs a Hardy's Young Bucks tag team match with just those two teams, and the yeah. world needs it before something else happens. <laughs> I know they're not that old. I don't want to see like it. Either one of them. Either one of them. I mean, Matt. I mean. It was on this podcast probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, where Sammy Guevara almost killed Matt Hardy in that match that went back to the parking lot. Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy. (laughs) So let's get this match on the books as soon as we can in the biggest spot possible, which is double or nothing. Let's get Hardy's versus the Bucks. So you want to kill Jeff Hardy on this one? We just just need this before another Usos DUI. That's what we need. (laughs) Dude, why didn't you tweet that joke today, man? You put it on Friends of BFR. That shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was fucking funny, man. That's crazy. All right. So uh we've we always talk about we always talk for an hour and five minutes about AEW Dynamite. The shit's only two hours long. Let's get to that three count. What? He's over here counting minutes. Three. So Couple things. Well, the podcast has already lasted an hour and forty-five minutes, and nothing happened this week. We broke eight. No yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just trying to keep it moving as the quarterback I know. I know. of the show. I know. I apologize. So Go ahead, a, TB12. There, 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 I apologize. There's a couple of. Uh, I prefer Kurt Warner. Thank you. I apologize once again. Uh. 
there was a couple of out of ring things that happened this week. One of them was very recently. We can cover that one real quick because we literally know nothing about it. But Stephanie McMahon said that she was taking a leave of absence from WWE. She said she had a tweet where she said. It's been my life for the last 30 years. Stop, blah, blah, stop. Blah. No, I mean, no, I, you ain't I, I shit, sound dude. exactly like Stephanie McMahon. You ain't shit. You ain't shit, man. Give that you woman know respect. I mean. Okay, fine. <laughs> Here's her respect. I'm saying that she's just taking... You can make fun of billionaires, man. It's okay. I know. In this scenario, it's probably more about Triple H than anything else. All right. What do you think, Zach? I think Stephanie McMahon... Uh, realizes that she is very, very rich, and she reprioritized her life whenever her husband almost died, and was like, you know what? Uh, I have young kids, and my dad never spent any time with me, and I'm rich as fuck, and I'm just going to spend some quality time with my kids over the summer, and I'm going to take them to fucking Disney World. That's a lot of thought from one tweet. Come on, man. What what is Stephanie going to do at this point? She's going to go to Cyprus and fuck some big dick tennis player. I don't know. Is she going to usurp Renee Dupree's got a hog. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't going to. As I say, that image just came to my head. That's just bad news, Bears. Sorry, Stephanie. She's not going to take over WWE. Her, Her husband almost lost his life. I mean, what the fuck? I you mean, ain't you ain't got to work. You got all basically all the money in the world. Yeah, sure. You ain't got to work. You don't have to work a day in your life ever again. Ever again. This they have generational Honestly, money. What are these? Go what away. These, like, what are these like? What are these? You're like Stevie Wonder like, could play people? piano. It's like yeah, no shit. They got generational money. <laughs> okay, so what Stephanie wanted to do? Their great, 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 great grandkids don't have to work. What does Stephanie yeah, why, have to do? What are you doing? I, I like, dude. If I had that much money, like, I ain't doing anything. Okay. I'm, Vince, I'm getting a. I'm subscribing to World of Warcraft tomorrow. If, Why? Because that's I can. what I'm doing. If Vince yeah. knew that his great 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 granddaughters, did you count that out? That would still be living off of WWE money in the year 2300 or whatever. That they would be mostly black with black like he doesn't know how the world's gonna go <laughs> like your ancestors your descendants your descendants are gonna be mixed vince you okay with that dude take take your lighter he'd bu- he'd i'm gonna take the, to win the women's tag team titles that's what he'd do he'd book him to win the women's tag titles i'm dead dude i'm dead <laughs> That's great. I'll just no. I'll, I'm gonna say. I'll just say. I don't think the old men when they talk about generational wealth, they're still thinking that their kids are gonna be like fucking frat boys in Georgia or something. No, man, your kids are going to be mostly. Good. I get what you're ethnic. saying. I get what you're saying. Maybe and I saw Bronny black. I saw Bronny. I'm a half. You know, I'm a half glass full type of guy. I saw Bronny with his date on uh, Instagram. Nice little white chick. You know, I see you, Bronny. I see you. This is 2022. Okay, in 20, 2300? Yeah, I expect us all to, to be a We have to delete the last five minutes. Man. <laughs> no, I don't, think, no I don't think I can be on record saying that shit. That was oh, terrible. Oh, no, we are not. <laughs> I go down with some bad takes. You going down with some bad takes. All right, so can we get to the three count? 
Power Beat. One, two, three. All right. For those of you still here listening, uh, Ric Flair has decided to come out of retirement to have his retirement match. It's going to be in Nashville for Jim Crockett Productions. Shocker. What does Jim Crockett Productions mean in 2022? It's a thing. I mean, it's just, it's just Conrad uh, paying homage to history. That's all it is. It's not an actual. Jim Crockett died late last year. All right. So, so, just, so I have a, uh, I think oh, I have shit. a, I have a nuanced take on this, but maybe you guys have the same take. So, Jason, I'll let you go first. As the biggest Rick Flair fan in the podcast, maybe in the Midwest. I don't want to see this match. I, look, I like Ricky Steamboat. Dare I say I love Ricky Steamboat. He's probably So like it's my, supposed to be Ricky Steamboat and Rock and Roll against FTR and, and Flair. Flair, right? And yeah. it's a, Ricky it's, Steamboat already said he's not doing it, though. Perfect. Okay. So there replace you go. him with Lethal. No. no. Why? The, the lethal and Flair clearly love each other. I, I get that. I get that. All right, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Just, I'll stop I interrupting. I don't want to see ahead. it. I, ultimately, I don't want to see this. Okay. Okay. It is past the point where Ric Flair should be doing in ring anything, anything at this point. Okay. I've said it before where I like to see where certain moments just lie. When Michael Jordan hit his jumper over the Utah Jazz, Byron Russell, push off, maybe not. I'll let you make the call. When he hit that jumper, that to me was the point. I would never want to see him play another basketball game again. He's heating up. Now, at this point, you're now bringing back Ric Flair to me is the greatest of all time. There's nobody else different. Everybody's got their own list. You can pick your own list as Austin, Rock, blah, 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 blah. To me, he's heating up. Ric Flair is number one. There could be no other. So if you want to put him with Ricky Steamboat at this point, obviously Ricky Steamboat is not going to be a part of this match. I get that. But there is no reason in the world for Ric Flair to come out at this point. His legacy is set. He is going to be first ballot Hall of Famer anywhere he wants to go. NWA is a thing because of Ric Flair. When I started watching wrestling, it was because of Ric Flair. He is the greatest heel of all time. And I won't take anybody else on that list. I'll say that much. That's the only list that I would say there would be no argument about it. Ric Flair, to me, is the greatest heel of all time. You can't tell me anything different, okay? Do I want to see him in the ring at this point? Fuck no. All right, Zach, what's your what's your uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, it's sad. Uh, somebody, like, tweeted, like, what's your dream uh, Ric Flair retirement match? And somebody retweeted and said, uh, Shawn Michaels in 2008. We and all, that's, thank that's, you. That's accurate. That, that's what it is. Yeah. That was 08? So that was 14 years ago. So he was 59. I watched that match one time. That was 08. Yeah. Listen, uh, here, here. I'm going to say something that might sound controversial Rick, to Rick, you guys. Rick Flair's banging 08. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I might say something that's a little controversial to you guys, but this is fine. It's a six man match. What's he going to do? He's going to do some chops. He's going to do some punches. He's going to do some kicks. 
He uh, will do a figure four. He might do the thing where he falls on his face, but he's 73. He's not fucking dead. I'm not asking yeah, whatever. you to be I mean, dead. We, saw, we, I just mean, saw Vince, we just saw Vince wrestle at 76. It's got all. No, no. Okay, all right. I was about to say, don't, don't But if the man wants to make his money, and if FTR wants to wrestle with him, and if, people, if people want to see it, then put it on. Who really – are you going to pay money for this? There's the question. If you're going to be the advocate for this, are you going to pay money? No, fuck I, I can, no. Okay, thank you. Then shut the fuck up. No, that's not even the point. The point <laughs> <laughs> you ain't paying money for it. That doesn't matter. Yes, it is. I think because it's still it, it totally makes the difference. I you over still, here advocating like Paul Heyman. No, no, no. I'm saying it has the right to like exist. A, no. Like, everything has then, a right okay. to exist. Then it doesn't it, mean I pay it, for it. It has a right to exist. You should be the first motherfucker in line paying for it. If you ain't, I shut the child, fuck up. A child. I, I have a no, child. She's no, so shut, sweet and innocent. Stop, yeah. Don't put Enda May into this, okay? If you no, really put Enda May in the match with Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, hell, not, not on my watch, you are not. Hell no. I'll if tell you what, gonna he's going to have, have a heart attack in the middle of the ring. She's just going to crawl around uh, for a while, stop. and it's going to be a draw. Stop. You ain't uh, shit, dude. This this match is gonna be fine. I don't know, like what? It's gonna be fine. Like, don't watch it, but like it. Everybody that's like poo pooing Ric Flair and being like, "Oh, he shouldn't do this. He he's he's gonna get hurt. He's got. It's not your business. It's just not your business." Neg- Negative three stars. Thank you, Two Beer. You're the voice of reason on this podcast more times than not. Okay. What? Yeah, you and I are, the, are polar That's opposites. Very scary. He's the gr- That's he's very the gray scary. area in this bad boy. What? <laughs> no, I'm dead ass serious. All right, that's gonna do it for a three count. One, two, three. All right, so I'm assuming everybody watched uh, NXT, right? Yeah, of course. That's what I do on Tuesday. I was joking around. You I don't miss. I don't miss a minute. <laughs> Okay, talk about the uh, the NXT break the breakout tournament for it, the ch- I chicks. mean, it, it wasn't very good. Okay, like, thank it, you. The, the only thank guy, you. the only good, there's only a few guys on there worth watching, and okay. I'll, na- I'll name ahead. them right now. Yeah, Sola Sokoa. check. Cameron Grimes, check. Uh, not trick. Cameron Hayes, Cameron Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes, check. Uh, Grayson Waller. I like him as a heel. And, I like him as a heel. And oh, Santos. Santos Escobar is just yeah, he's just being misused. God bless him. Andre Chase. I like him as the character heel. You like everybody. You no, like Jim I like Hudson? him as the character. He's just you like him good too. What about Braun Breaker? He's probably going to be the next WWE champion in like two or three years. He fucking rules. And we also have the Viking Raiders versus the Creeds. What? 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 This is banned from ringside. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, my goal- I will be for you up to date on BOSJ next week. Uh, we can we can parlay it till That's, then. Uh, for the sake of my thunder. That's what uh, I was talking about. I'll say through the first two nights. Just a few thoughts. I hate Ada, Ace Austin. Wow. Um, oh, he's great. He's going to be a star. We're going to see a lot more of him in the future. He's I just, I kind of hate great. his hair. Like, I hate his look so much. 
Uh, I'll say Francesco Akira is a wild man. Francesco Akira fucking rules. Hiromu versus Taguchi was terrible. Like, very terrible. The worst Hiromu match, and it wasn't his fault. Uh, I'll also say Yuta versus Eagles was good. TJP fucking rules. And Despy versus Titan was okay. I want to change my pick from ELP to TJP. <laughs> he was that game. Oh, that he damn, was fucking great, He was that man. damn good, and it would make it, – it, it still makes sense that TJP would win if he beats Ichimori. That's man, cool. That Francesco Akira dude. You need, to, you need to apologize to that man because you were, you were disrespecting you, him you, two weeks ago. Are you saying Bill can actually tell the difference between ELP and TJP? Uh-oh. Oh, yes. Oh, I definitely can. <laughs> No, because ELP wears a mask. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. No, 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 he doesn't. I'm thinking of Phantasmo. I'm thinking of Phantasmo. <laughs> I was just getting ready to hit the bad rings. Oh, I'm thinking of keeps- Desperado. Wait, who are we talking about? Don't hit it. Don't hit it. Which white guys are we talking about? No, Wait, no, no. who was I making fun of? Oh, Francesco Akira? Yes. Because the zits on his chest? Because he's 19? It's 22. Well, go away to an island till you get those zits off your chest. Nobody wants to see that, dude. It's gross. <laughs> he was just praising him like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> hey, we got some birthdays this week. <laughs> you ain't shit, Francisco. Andre the, hey, Andre the Giant would have been 76 today. Oh, he's taking my job. Wow. Go ahead. What's the next one? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, that's it. Uh, Andre the Giant, 76. He shares a birthday with Alistair Black, or Malachi Black, who is 37. Kip Sabian is 30. Road Dog, the aforementioned. <laughs> I said he that's was, Val, you, I said he was Val Kilmer. That's why you brought him I up. Didn't, I said he was Val Kilmer on the Al Pacino. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was heat, but it says head. We need to get that. God damn. Can, that yeah, is so. We need that poster up, head at the top. Pacino on one side, Just for the like, hero with the only a hundred people in the world would get it. Like only a hundred people in the world. Uh, he's fifty three. Good. His he's wrestling takes are at least that old. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Occam uh, is twenty nine. Uh, Chris Benoit. Okay. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, I, I was going to let you guys put the joke in I on mean, that one. I guess R.I.P. to him. R.I.P. to his family. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a real bummer. It's, yeah, we make jokes about it, but man, what a bummer! Yes. Just want everybody to dwell on what a bummer that is. Okay, okay. Uh, he would have been fifty five. <laughs> Kota Ibushi is forty. Is he still with uh, New Japan? <laughs> He's is still he still with alive? us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better question. Brian, right? <laughs> Brian Pillman. This is a huge week for birthdays. Brian Pillman would have been sixty. Daniel Bryan is 41. Joe Coffey is 39. Alex Shelley, who we saw the other week at uh, Joey's show in Grand Ole Wrestling, Let's is 39. The world. And the on the, as Jason would say, on the side of a milk box, Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Wyndham Rotunda, <laughs> is 35 this week. <laughs> you ain't shit. Are you still in my line, man? Rabbit fever. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. If you're looking for another podcast, <laughs> if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, uh, Sideways in Time with our friends Lucha Chris and Patriot Pat for Tender Mahal, Jack. 
for Murray the Murray Man Murray Jack. or Elutra Chris or Patriot Pat for Reba the Dog for Jack. Two Beers Zach Pullman. BFR West in the house, Jack. For Two Beers Zach Pullman's family who had a big moment for Jack. Jason Cornelius Bell for Jack. I am Bill Vegan. Boo the heels. Boo! <laughs> you fucked that all up. I did. <laughs>